0: everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mail Fuzz TV. I am Peter, and I am joined, as always, by Matt.
1: Hey, what's
0: up? And unfortunately... Where's for the, Connor? Yeah, for the second week in a row, Connor's not here. This one was not planned, however. He was called in to work on his day off because someone else who was new didn't show up. Uh, this was not scheduled. He read all his books... And we were, you know, he, he had a red hood to read for this week. So so now now he's getting two red hoods next month because he has to make up for Time Lost.
1: This guy.
0: I know. So it's so unfortunate. So unfortunately it does mean that once again we are without Connor. Uh, it's a shame, but nothing we can really do about it. So he'll be back next week with all of his rambles, and we'll we'll see how he felt about things. Uh, But, what do we have this week? We do have some comics to talk about. This is what's coming up on this week's show. We have Batman the Murder Machine, number one. We have Suicide Squad, number 26, which is obviously the next part of the Gotham Resistance crossover. We have Detective Comics, 965. Action Comics, 988. We have Wonder Woman, number 31. The Flash, number 31. Batgirl, number 15. We also have Nightwing The New Order number two and we have the final issue of Batman Shadow which is number six uh, wrapping up that miniseries. So that is what's coming up on this week's show. So uh, you may be noticing that Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, is missing there. Matt didn't get a chance to read it and since Connor's not here um, (laughs) that means no one's talking about it but not to worry. I'm sure they'll catch up on it at some point later. Yeah, maybe. I don't
1: know. I've I've been kind of out and it, oh. it dropped priorities. That's why.
0: Uh, oh, match drifting. Yeah. After getting all caught up as well, after Connor convinced you.
1: Yeah, but that's what happens when Venditti leaves you with new gods and mm-hmm. Hal Jordan focused. No,
0: so. That's fair. If you're not feeling it anymore, you're not feeling it. But uh, yeah. So, uh, in terms of we don't have a lot of news this week. I just have one little little nugget, and that's it. Uh, Dark Knight's Metal Number Four has been delayed. To, to to win to the, the the following week it's been delayed by a week okay <laughs> it's not thank you <laughs> it's not that bad.
1: week twos have been insane so
0: that's a good point it pushed it to week three that's that yep. a very good point but uh yeah so it's so instead of december 13th it's now december 20th it's not a big deal but it's just a thing yep. although now that it's happened with one of them i'm kind of expecting it to happen with five and six as well
1: Def- yeah yeah
0: These things Mm -hmm. seem to have a knock-on effect, but we'll see. It is a little bit weird, though, that it's happening to the issue that's after the one-month break. Because it's it's off for a month. There's no issue in November. Really? Yeah. So it's really weird that it's the one that's after the month break that's the first one that's getting pushed. But whatever, I I won't... uh...
1: Wasn't Final Crisis like that, where they built in a break in between some issues? I think so. Yeah.
0: can't remember. I think so. Weird oh well uh it's not a big deal but uh worth mentioning all the same so uh how was your week matt we'll do a little bit of small talk
1: busy busy very busy yeah yeah that's hence why i didn't get to hell so
0: yeah priorities must be made uh i i had a uh well i mean it was a pretty normally busy week for me until the last couple of days when uh, we seemingly have access to more audio feeds and now I have had uh, a, an extraordinary amount of work and still have an extraordinary amount of work to do uh, over the next couple of weeks uh, for various other things that we do on the channel that are now getting audio That's feeds. the real
1: reason Connor's not here because he pointed this out to you and now you killed him.
0: Yeah, he's scared. He's just shaking his <laughs> boots because he gave me so much work. Uh, but that's what I've been doing the last couple, or the last day or so. Uh, but it's also we're about to October and October's uh, October's a busy month for the horror movie show Yep. because we did a lot of extra stuff so uh, we, me and Tim are gearing up for that and on top of that on Thursday we recorded a, a super top secret bonus thing or extra thing that no one's knows about yet it's not announced the reveal of that is coming soon but you were involved in that Matt
1: yeah hence me also being busy yeah just a busy week yeah
0: very busy week but uh uh so no okay uh, well there you go so I, I guess we'll uh we'll get cracking into the books since uh since yeah we got some big stuff to talk about we got uh our next metal one shot which yeah. is batman the murder machine number one which is the cyborg evil batman combination there uh, this is written by frank thierry, thierry? uh um, thierry thierry there you go, uh, and James in the Fourth, who snuck in there. He was not listed in the, the titles until I read the book, and I was like, oh, he's also involved. Uh, also, Ricardo Federici uh, did the art. So, this was interesting. This was a very different take from the last one shot. Uh, which actually we should mention before we go into this actually just uh
1: oh.
0: we got the corrections right we got the corrections yep. there was no earth 52 on morrison's multiversity there was 52 nope. earths but it was zero through 51 zero through fifty-one. We, that's we, why i couldn't find it we, yeah we, we heard everyone <laughs> it's okay yep. we got
1: it well that's what happens when you make new earth earth zero instead of earth one as it's traditionally been known you know from from the silver age onward yeah morrison you got Scotsman just mucking all that up. Uh,
0: just, just so, ex- accept the mistake, man. Just accept it.
1: Well, yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying. Bit a flub. When you have this much That's continuity okay. in your brain, you know, wires it crossed.
0: I just, I'm worried that you're going to try and justify this with older knowledge, and it's just going to lead to more corrections. So I just want to nip it in the bud right now. <laughs> and say it's okay.
1: But it's also made. that the that the dark multiverses are denoted with a negative. They are because uh, uh, as we found out in Murder Machine, it was Earth what negative forty
0: four. Negative forty four was the Earth in yep. on this one. That's correct.
1: Which I like that that's what they're doing because now, now it differentiates and oh, no. it changed the way I read Red Death. I still didn't enjoy it.
0: I don't want to point out. Much. I don't want to point out a couple of things. Just one thing though. Last that- week there was a few extra corrections that people actually deleted because obviously at the end of the show we actually went back and talked about it being Earth-52 uh, but some people made comments before they got to that part on YouTube but I can still see them after they've been deleted, so I just wanted, I just wanted to point it out, I saw them! I saw that you you did those, and I don't know if I'm actually... like, because some people will make the correction, then we'll actually get to it in the, in the episode and then they'll never go back and do anything to them, so I don't know if I'm actually... if I like this more that they went back and deleted them or if I'd prefer them to actually just comment on it and say, Oh, okay, right, you brought it up, my bad. Yeah. Leave it be I mean, there. Be shamed. That,
1: that means they're react- reacting in real time, so I guess that's good. You know? Yeah,
0: that's just funny though. It's just it's just funny to try to hide it, try to cover their tracks. But I can see it. My 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 evil Alfred AI is watching you.
1: That's an understatement.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you are an
1: evil Alfred AI. <laughs>
0: So, uh so what was the murder machine? Earth forty four or negative forty four, to yep. be accurate. And this is a world where we actually don't start this in Earth Negative forty four, we start we start yep. it in sort of present day what's going on. Cyborg's talking to his cyborg. dad. He's he's yep. trying to like figure things out. Why are all these cities starting to act weird? First Gotham and now Central City. And we know why Central City is acting weird because Red because Death Batman death. Yep. Just, just showed up. But uh yeah, so Earth Negative forty four is an Earth where Alfred is mm-hmm. attacked by a series of Batman villains and is brutally beaten to death, uh, ending with Bane breaking his back, Nightfall yeah. style. It is pretty dark. It's pretty. And, and, and
1: despite being an old man, he really sticks it to him as his final. You know, he won't, he won't crack.
0: Oh, he's a stubborn old git. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, he, he 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 is Alfred and to it, the, the the final. And, and it's that
1: loyalty that is that's not indicative but the driving force for the rest of the story
0: but of course this is as uh, this, this breaks batman This this just breaks him and it turns out because of course batman has been working on an alfred ai for when after he's gone and yep. he sets this loose in the world but it basically becomes skynet <laughs> and yep. starts uh like killing people and batman kind of goes dark and is okay with this and lets yeah. him in to himself and he becomes a cyborg version of Batman that is assisted yeah, with so, Alfred AI.
1: So this is two in a row now that we've had that when Batman gets corrupted he takes out the rogues not the rogues but the his rogues gallery hmm. and and here it's more the Alfred AI that goes and takes him out because it's main programming is to keep Bruce safe.
2: I think
0: it's interesting and though that all these dark versions of Batman all kind of revolve around the idea of just giving in and killing them. You know? well, that, that's kind well, of uh, running steam here
1: yeah it's what you mentioned last uh, last week that it's just one bad day and what that can do and I definitely after reading this one feel that is what Snyder's building to is you know it, it's the fact that Bruce has never given into that one bad day he just you know soldiers on that's what makes him you know the Batman instead of one of these dark versions that gets erased because it can't exist
0: yeah uh well it was interesting because the, the whole the, the this world dying isn't really a factor in the in like why this dark batman becomes dark batman yeah. itself it, it, it comes yeah. up after it's because of alfred yeah it comes yeah. up after uh when when batman who laughs shows up at the like the end of his story mm-hmm. and like says oh by the way this world's dying uh, i'm mm-hmm. recruiting you for you know yada, yada yada but it shows up in you know present continuity and on our main earth and attack cyborg and a lot of the issues cyborg try to fight him off uh, yeah. i will say i really like the art in this issue it had a, yeah. a lot of mood to it a lot of yeah. uh it really had this sort of melancholy uh, yeah, it sadness was,
1: to it it was gritty in that way that it's like really brutal but hmm. it's beautiful in that uh so like, really clean art like you said it's moody but yeah it's there there's a scene where the 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 murder machine batman kills Cyborg on his earth and just like rips his head and spine out
0: yeah the, and I, I was like, in present day Earth Zero yeah yeah wait uh, yes
1: no 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 that was he, he didn't do that to, to our Cyborg at
2: the end he,
0: he, rips, was, he, he rips his oh you're, oh, you're right oh. you're right yeah as on his earth yeah. you're right okay now because I'll, I know what you're talking yeah. about Though he, he rips his head out and he's, he's met, you know, his robotic spine is just dangling yeah, I got confused out, for a second just, but yeah
1: Gotcha. Well, no, because when when they get to to the Justice League satellite where Cyborg is, that they basically use his dad, uh, Cyborg's dad, Silas, to his computing and and whatnot through Star Labs, is what gives them access to the Justice League satellite. And and through that, then they take out Cyborg, and it's all the the Dark Knights, if you will, that that take out Cyborg, and in another super brutal fashion, like they remove his limbs and. He's still around and kicking, but he's not a threat.
0: Yeah, because they they all show up at the end, uh, Mm -hmm. and the the, the satellite gets transformed into this evil version of the, the Watchtower. And because I, I, I do like the whole when you see sort of glimpses of what the world became before the Batman Who Laughs like recruited them, mm-hmm. you see what was on the cover. You see these big, kind of very Terminator esque. Like I compared it to Sky yeah. earlier, but it is very Terminator esque that the big sort of rolling machines that are sort of taking over the cities and stuff. Yep. Uh, and we see that's what's happening in Detroit. That's what's actually happening now yep. on Earth Zero, is Detroit's been taken over by the murder machine Batman.
1: Yeah. Because as as Cyborg in the beginning, he starts looking. If Central City's fallen, and now Gotham, then he needs to check the rest of the cities of the the Justice League's homes. So he checks, you know, Amnesty Bay and DC for Wonder Woman and Metropolis. So yeah, and then he sees Detroit fall because of the Murder Machine. And yeah. I gotta say, probably the coolest name. Like it's just fun to say the Murder Machine.
0: That's all right. Uh, I don't know if I mean, it's as good as something to say. Uh, uh, I don't know the Dawnbreaker. Well, that's that's a good name. Eh,
1: I don't know about that. Well, we'll see after next week because this is what Batman...
0: I'm not talking about. I mean, I don't know what, what the backstory is. No, I'm just saying say but...
1: in in context of what happens in the issue. Like he is a straight up like the Alfred AI is the murder machine. Like that's what it yeah. does to protect Bruce. So there's a nice little bit of context there. But yeah, super dark definitely a, an uptick. So I feel like if each of these is going to ramp up, I don't kind of want to know what's going to happen in The Man Who Laughs. Because, no. oh man.
0: It's, it's funny because, I mean, I liked the last issue more than you did. I liked Red Death quite a mm-hmm. bit. I do think they both offer something completely different. No, Red Death was very much... Here's some teases of what's actually going on in a cosmic sense, and you know what what, what yeah. these negative worlds are, and it it really piqued my interest in that way. This one was more of an emotional gut punch. This was a yeah. here. Here's what happens when Alfred gets killed brutally, and here here's mm-hmm. Cyborg getting his head ripped out, and here's like you know all the Dark Batman mm-hmm. taking over at the end, and obviously I, I'm sure we'll see in the other one shots the other Batman taking yeah. over their respective cities. uh yeah. For you know that corresponds to them, but. So-
1: and now we're we're two for two of them being Bruce Wayne, so I'm wondering if that's going to start to change, coming up like if the Dawnbreaker next week is you know uh, Bruce Wayne with that lantern ring, or if it's going to be something different because we know the Drowned really can't be Bruce Wayne because it's it's a woman.
0: Uh, so unless that Earth just has a lady. I mean, yeah. it's not Bruce. Maybe it'll be Brenda Wayne yeah, or yeah, yeah. something. But <laughs>
1: yeah, but these these almost could be like. Dark reflections of Earth Zero, right? Whereas that one really can't be.
0: Well, I wonder. I wonder if it's not not, not Bruce, but like Bruce is kind of the reason she becomes what she becomes. Yeah. She takes on that mantle, but
1: I I, I don't know. Same, same, same with like the Devastator because that seems simple enough. Like something happens to Superman that that Batman allows himself to become Doomsday. Mm. Uh, But maybe it's something completely different. That I mean, that would be cool.
0: What what I do like is as much as it still keeps the idea that there's two people inside there, it's not mm. like because I think after Red Death I was like oh is it going to be like yeah. Cyborg and Batman merging yeah. to become Murderman and it wasn't at all. Yeah. Cyborg is just not. I mean he's got, he's he's got in the plot, but he's not actually part yeah. of the the, the character. Right. Uh, right. So I'm now curious to see what the rest of them end up being. It seems like they're all going to be different, which is
1: which is yeah, cool. which I like yeah.
0: Hmm. but yeah. I will say after two of these one shots they've been very successful and A being good reads on their own but adding mm-hmm. a lot to the, the new characters that have appeared in this event so yeah, uh, and they both appear to be selling very well I think they've both sold out and they're getting printings and second printings yeah. and whatnot.
1: see so. to me this is how you do tie-ins you make them kind of stand alone so I know some people that are, aren't are going to pick up like I have a friend that was like nah I'm not big into a cyborg so unless I hear good things about the murder machine I'm going to skip it uh, and I feel like you could skip it, and you're gonna be fine reading metal.
0: Yeah. So, but it adds a lot, you know. of, uh, context to it, and a lot of layers yeah. to. So, uh, so I think it's someone, worth
1: it. so so people like us, yeah, we're gonna get the bigger, fuller story, and it's better off for it. But, you know, at that that other company, who I won't name, it feels like when you get tie-ins, you need them for the full story. You know, the way that the crossover works. And here, I'm enjoying that. You really don't cuz even even Gotham Resistance like these it adds to the overall metal story but you don't have to read it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah so which
1: which is good, you know? It, it it makes it almost makes the reader feel like they're in control of the story, which you don't usually get in comics.
0: Yeah. You know? Uh so no, Murder, Murder, Murder Machine actually ended up being very good. I, th- I think I went in with yep. low expectations because it's a cyborg one, like
1: <laughs> yeah, see.
0: But sure enough, it ended up being really, really strong. So uh, I, I can't fault it. And like I said, the art was probably the highlight actually for me. Yes. Uh, definitely. If nothing else. It just had a, such a consistent mood to it, and it really felt like we're in a nightmare world as we see Alfred being, you know, broken in half by Bane Yeah. So, yeah. No. Uh, so that is that is the murder machine uh, and obviously like it ends with the Batman Who Laughs just promising that they're, they're here to you know, do nasty things and take over and yeah. whatnot uh, so interestingly it does say To Be Continued in Dawnbreaker next week uh, it's interesting yeah. to me that they kind of are in a weird way having like a, a, a through line where it does yeah. kind of feel like because we had Central City first and that was referenced mm-hmm. in this and then the rest of them are, were all here in this so I, 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 I'm curious yeah. as to how uh, will feel at the end of all these one shots. Like, what's the story they've told as a as a whole? Uh, yeah. at some part? Well, because
1: the the murder machine transforms the the Justice League satellite. Yeah. Into you know into it's this big evil looking thing, and you kind of see the logo of the murder machine burned into Detroit from the sky. So that was kind of cool, hmm. but but yeah, I, I'm sure we'll deal with Co City in the next one and oh sure what yeah. that means for for Hal Jordan, because that that is the city without fear, and we'll see how the the Dawnbreaker tries to change that. I guess.
0: Yeah. Uh. So yeah, that's uh, Batman the Murder Machine. That will take us on to Suicide Squad number twenty six. This is part three of Gotham Resistance. Uh, Rob Williams writing and Cedric on art. So uh, this was a treat. I didn't think he'd have time for another book, given that uh, you know, he's been doing Aquaman monthly. But yeah. Uh, lo and behold, I, I open the book and I'm greeted with the, this beautiful I'm, not,
1: I'm just going to say, I usually don't pick up books for artists, right? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a writer, kind of. That, that's who drives my buying. Um, but I think I'm going to start just picking up books because Cedric's dry, drawing. Because <laughs> no, I don't care about Suicide Squad. Like, this one in particular, I care about because we all know how I feel about Poison Ivy. And... Well even, but, I mean,
0: even if it wasn't Poison Ivy it's still part of the crossover and to yeah, be fair yeah, yeah. It, it, it doesn't feel like it's uh, a step down because it's a Suicide Squad issue it feels consistent that's, with the last two.
1: That's what I was building to was you know even if this wasn't a tie-in I probably would have picked it up because it's Cedric's art but mm. I picked it up because it's it's the tie-in and the art does not disappoint um, because everything in here looks great. Uh, I haven't been a fan of this look for uh, for Harley Quinn because it just it feels too much like the the Suicide Squad movie. But Cezik pulls it off; like she looks pretty cool here. Hmm.
0: Very expressive. Like she's constantly yes. pulling faces, and it it, it really yep. adds up. And obviously Harley's kind of the central figure. It's still very much the mm-hmm. ensemble of all the characters that have yeah. assembled here. But... but
1: but in which you know uh, Damien and the Titans are kind of the the primary focus of the t Titans issue and Nightwing and his it makes sense that Harley and Croc take this lot right here. Yeah,
0: um, and you know, we start off they're in a new area, they're, they're, they're on a school bus, there's a lot of banter between them again like you know, Damien telling Harley to shut up uh, and vice versa. A,
1: a lot of Mad Max again, like you brought up.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of Mad Max actually. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously they stumble into Harley's uh, not Harley, sorry, no, uh, Ivy's, Ivy's
2: domain.
0: Ivy, yeah. Uh, so you didn't even catch the mistake there, you just went along with it. Uh, but, so... But she's like, oh, I know wh- who this is. We're fine, guys. It's just Ivy. It's yeah. my bestie. She's my best friend. Yeah, so she's got like two big, killing, eating, you know, man-sized, killing plants with her. It's fine. Okay, fine. Yeah, and of course, it's not, not fine at all. Ivy's yeah. gone full psycho. Uh, Batman. So I'm
1: wondering, do you think the cards affect them? I, th- I think they do. I think there's something in the metal. Probably.
0: They're probably a bit more psychotic than they they usually are. Yeah,
1: because because this Ivy doesn't gel with the ones that I've read in where she showed up in Batgirl or Birds of Prey. Hmm. so I'm And same with Riddler. Riddler seemed a lot more manic in the Teen Titans one. So, yeah,
0: I felt and this... Even, was, even Mr. Freeze as well, building giant ice monsters and like fighting. Yeah. I didn't feel like Mr. Freeze in a traditional no. way.
1: No, not at all. Um, despite the cover and despite, you know, uh, it being Ivy's domain, she doesn't have much to do. Which, from my point of view, is kind of disappointing.
0: I uh, don't really uh, give a well, shit. <laughs> yeah, of
1: course. You know. <laughs> well, I just want to see a lot of Sajic poison ivy. To be fair all.
0: though, like her, her chunk of the book, which is the first sort of half, uh, yeah. I actually really like a lot of it is focused on like Harley trying to get through to her and then failing yeah. miserably. Yeah. And if- it also
1: made me like Harley a little bit more, just the way that his art brought up the expressions and some of the stuff she was saying. It just didn't seem like, oh, they're trying to make her Deadpool. Like, this was yeah. like her on an emotional level, and this is just who she is. Well, like, her I'll tell you banter I liked. with Robin. Uh, yeah, i
0: tell you what I really liked about Harley in this issue is that she recognized this is the sort of chaos that Joker would like. Like, she, yeah. she noticed that. And I think that's. I mean, you could argue. Because I think at first I was like, oh, that's a cool thing that she she recognizes <laughs> that. And then I'm like, no, wait, that's actually really good because the whole yeah. idea is that the, the person who's driving all this is the Batman who laughs. It's, you know, it's the Batman Joker yep. combo. It's that. She's seeing, she's you know, she's recognizing that this is part Joker. Whatever's going on here, yeah. this is partly him. Uh, and I like yeah,
1: that.
0: That was good. So, astute. That was good stuff. Uh, yeah, of course, and they, they sort of like bypass Mad Hatter's world a little bit. You see they're in there, you see the big cat yeah. and whatnot. And you know, Harley's like, oh, Mad Hatter, this is my cat of part A. Eh? And she's like, you know, this so, is so, so good stuff. It's yeah. funny, actually. So the metal ball was flying around, right? And. Okay. I was like, it was making me think of phantasm. Now, for non horror fans, you might not get why I, that, but mm. I was just thinking of phantasm the entire time. And for some reason, I never just stopped to think,
1: oh, it's a Mr. It, terrific.
0: Yeah.
1: It's a T Sphere. It's a T Sphere. I yeah. never did either. So when he pops in at the end to, to save them from Tweedledee and Tweedledum, I, uh, well, he re- didn't really save them, but they were attacking. He, yeah. you know, popped out. But it, 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 was, it, a, is, it was a giant, of course, smaller. Yeah. I felt so dumb. <laughs> But, yeah. you know, outside of the prelude issues, we kind of have... Not that we've forgotten about Mr. Terrific, but he hasn't been a central focus. Well, so,
0: we kind of have forgotten. I mean, not, not forgotten, but like because yeah. he hasn't been brought up, it's just kind of like, oh, yeah. he's, not, he's not in my head. And it's like, right. oh, but now he's here to help for this final final part of this, this crossover. Which I like
1: because it looks like in the next one we're getting the Batman Who Laughs. Mm, we're we're skipping right over it. Bane. And, I feel like yeah. Bane
0: might be like well, you know, the way we sort of went through two villains this issue, yeah. we might get a bit of being at the start or something. Yeah. Uh of course, the other big thing is that Robin's cut and Ro- Robin fighting the evil Damian. Uh, yeah. Like his brain and visions, and he was seeing Batman like in like you know drowning in metal Terminator 2 style like, you can almost see Batman's yeah. thumb going up as, he, as he's going to the molten yeah. metal uh, yeah. but he's like considered that Batman's dead he thinks like whatever's happened here he's, he's getting a sense that he's gone uh, yeah. and we see him in Damien Bond and uh, Dick also being kind of pissed at that this monster is wearing a Robin outfit and he's like he's not yeah. happy about it it's, he's it's kind of he's
1: cool. not fit to wear that and we have the Teen Titans attacking and that's what takes the focus away from Ivy is we but we also get Cedric Starfire we do, even yeah. though she's all she's all eyes kind of
0: yeah, so it's, all, it's um, all the evil, evilized versions yeah. of the, the Titans and the, the Suicide Squad. So we see, yeah, we get to see Cedric of all of them, you know, Dick's worried about mm-hmm. Corey, why is she acting weird? Yep. Uh, but no. But I
1: love that Nightwing's head wound is still prevalent in this. Like, there was a whole yeah. reason that Seely told that story and it's becoming more apparent yeah. here. Like, him getting the visions of Batman and... Do
0: you know what? Do you know what I'm up? really beginning to realize? As I'm really mm-hmm. beginning to realise that Damien is gold with almost any character.
1: Yeah.
0: You pair him up with Harley, and they're gold together. You pair him with Dick, yeah. they're gold together. You pair him yeah. with uh, Batgirl, or even Supergirl, uh, which has happened yeah. in the past, they're gold together. Green Arrow, they're gold together. Damien goes with everyone, and I don't know yeah. why, but it works yeah. tremendously. Because
1: he's very proactive, so he forces people to be reactive, so we all get their reactions mm. to him, and and how they deal with him is indicative of their character. So, like, I like that Harley kind of, they're kind of at the same level. When like she doesn't talk down to him, she's like, "All right, kid, whatever. Like, I got this." And when she drives the bus over the cliff into the vines, and they're like, "Oh, so that was your plan?" She's like, "Yeah, totally."
0: And you even know? even at the uh, later on, it almost has like a little mini arc because yeah. later on he says she's right. Yeah, he says Harley's right, and she's like, "I am," <laughs> like so. Yeah. She almost wasn't expecting that. Uh, obviously the book's gorgeous from start to finish. Yeah. It's uh, easy. It was, yeah, Neria. I think what I like, uh, Croc has a heroic moment where he's he's going to hold back and fight off the, the demonic Robin so they can keep right. going and find Batman or get to the mountain or whatever. Yeah. And it's this heroic moment, but there's, there's this silhouette shot of just, like, the monstrous Croc with armor on and the yeah. evil Robin and silhouette, like, going to attack each other. It's just it's gorgeous yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah, because Croc's, like, not my town. And, and yeah. I like that. I like that even though he's this big beast of a man and a monster mix, he still loves his hometown. And he's gonna fight for it and he's you know joker can bring chaos but nobody else like this big old mountain that appeared not on his
0: watch i think the exact line he used is no one eats gotham
1: yeah and i like i think it's green arrows like "Ah, he kind of needs a more heroic catchphrase or battle cry
0: oh that reminds me actually when ivy showed up she's like i will protect the green and croc's like i'm green and then ollie's like i'm green too nightwing's like that doesn't count ollie
1: yeah it's pretty good no, oh, it's good.
0: Mate. It's, it's good. So uh, no, that's it. but a fun crossover. My only concern at this point actually is that I feel like I don't know if one issue is enough to wrap it up. No, that's my concern at, at this point. Uh, no. So, but Matt, do you have to do the ice right next to the mic?
1: Sorry, i to be quiet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh God, you like a, you're like a T-Rex going through a car wash.
1: At the times, you really are. Um, a T-Rex. T Rex—that is the oddest metaphor <laughs> or simile I've ever heard, and I love it. That's—that's uh, that's one on my Facebook bio now. I don't have one. <laughs> it's like a T Rex going through a car wash. Oh dear.
0: Um, so that's Suicide Squad. Uh, I've, been, I've been digging Gotham yeah. Resistance. its this it does uh, like I feel like the 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 one shots with the Dark Batman are a lot more poignant, whereas this is just this is the I think like I said this last week. This is the fun like part yeah. of the crossover, the event. It's yeah. all these characters smashing together and uh, going through these hurdles. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it could wrap up a bit too quickly, given we've only got one issue of it left. But that is coming yeah. next week, of course. So, we'll look at but it but it I that. like
1: that it's kind of contained that way, you know, with with. Titans, Nightwing, Suicide Squad, Green Arrow.
0: Oh sure. End. I am just We're done. Uh, if it's a little bit if the ending feels rushed then I'll maybe will have said it should have used another issue, but otherwise, yeah. uh yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with it being tight, obviously. Uh, mm. But anyway, uh, so there you go. That's Suicide Squad. That'll take us on to Detective Comics nine six five. James Tinney in the fourth, uh writing Eddie Barrows on Art. This is the first part of the Lonely Place of Living. Which is Tim Drake's triumphant return to the to the main stage,
2: yep.
0: and uh, let me guess, it was making you giddy that throughout the first half of this, when he was in the sort of the Kryptonian prison, it mm-hmm. was the same, the, the the rings from the Superman movie. That that was yep. that was that was working for you, wasn't it, Matt?
1: There's, yes, there's there's a whole lot. So you, I found a theory about Jor El, which we'll probably talk more about in action. Mm-hmm. This issue, because this is my first read this week, like I couldn't wait to get to this kind of, kind of put holes in that just for, for it, the way that it treats jor as the character um, and the Kryptonian rings that we saw, like, uh, but yeah, this, this issue just on its own, seeing Tim react to these things and get them fixing his origin that he has the actual Tim Drake origin.
0: Yeah. Uh, yes. As,
1: uh,
0: this is quite nice. I was actually going to try and squeeze in the only place of dying uh, this week for comparison's sake to see like how how much it matched and stuff and all the rest of it, but I never had time unfortunately. So what do you mean?
1: What's the only place of dying? Am I missing
0: something? Oh, A lonely place of dying. That was his. That was his introduction. That was his first arc.
1: Oh snap! I didn't even realize that. So the, this is the title. Wait,
0: you didn't even realize the name was calling back to his his opening story. No. Oh my. Oh Matt. Jesus. <laughs>
1: That's fantastic. That makes me like that even more. I, mean, oh, I already God. Really dug this issue, but... <laughs> damn! Gideon, you're killing me, man! Uh, how did that not come up when they announced the title? Uh, maybe I wasn't was there. Maybe that was an uh, issue I missed. Maybe we were or missing issue, that week. An episode? Yeah. Oh, but, damn. But yeah, so for, for people that don't know, when New 52 happened, they gave Tim Drake's origin of him figuring out that Bruce Wayne is Batman just through, you know, being a, being like picking up the small details. They gave that weirdly to Dick Grayson. Hmm. And it upset a lot of people, myself included. So to see here, it gives a little recap of his origin and him through Dick Grayson this time, him figuring out who.
0: Which I like. I like the whole thing where he's like, Batman needs a Robin and he tries to convince Dick to be Robin again because he needs that. And Dick's like, no, I'm Nightwing now, <laughs> and yeah. you know, at least to Tim, like, you know, picking up the mantle, and not intending yeah. to stick around necessarily, but he kind of gets a taste for it. Uh, mm-hmm. And obviously, all all this is relevant because it's going to lead to like, okay, who is the character of Tim Tim Drake, and what path could he go down? Which we'll get to, you know, at the end of the, the issue. Right. Um. But so the first chunk of this, the first half, two thirds of it, are kind of like Mister Oz watching. Uh, are asking Tim questions as we see the yep. origin story of Tim Drake. That's that's kind of what the first chunk of the issue is, mm-hmm. uh, and all of it's very enjoyable. Especially like if you've forgotten the origin, you they want you want to cleared up, you know, continuity wise. Uh, yep. Which is why I wanted to read the original story and sort of uh, see how much because yeah. uh, I I can't remember most of the original story. But yeah, I need to read that now. Yeah. Shoot. God damn it. God damn it. Uh, so yeah, so that's the first chunk, but. Tim actually is smart enough to get out of the trap. He's basically decoded... Uh, because he's worked with Kryptonian technology before from via yeah. Superman, he's able to get his way out of it, and he, he does fight his way out. And that's when Oz reveals that he is Jor-El, uh, as we know from action. Although I'm still expecting a swerve uh, more than that later. Uh, not that yeah. I have any guesses, okay. admittedly, but I'm still expecting a swerve. Um, I, so so you get... And Oz basically leaves. He's like, you know what? You don't need to be in prison anymore. Like, you... you yeah. And, you know, he named, it didn't, well, it doesn't name drop, but he says, you know, he took an interest in you. He, because yeah. you are you strive to, like, sort of unify everyone. Uh, so, obviously, okay. we're thinking Manhattan from that. So, even if this is jor or if it isn't Jor-El and he's pretending to be Jor-El, it is mm-hmm. tying to Manhattan. The, the reason why he's here, yeah. no, more than that in action as well, but seems to be to do with, uh, because he says he was a prisoner here as well. Yeah. Until he- whatever point.
1: He kind of became like the warden almost, because we know we know we've seen him collecting other people um, that that can affect the mission going forward. Yeah, and um, you know, so it makes sense that jor was there first.
0: Yeah, and yeah, so so we'll we'll get to the end because I I want obviously I get thoughts and theories. So he, he puts out a distress call. He tries to like put out a call to Batman and whoever is listening. Uh, you know, this is Tim still alive. Uh, I've been held captive. Blah 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 what you expect but someone answers someone from within the prison says oh i'm batman Mm -hmm. i'm here come get me and he's like oh that's the cell next to me and so it's not exactly who matt was hoping for in the cell next to tim no
1: not at all so at first i got really upset and i might have thrown my ipad actually i'm sure i didn't throw my ipad in case my wife listens to this um but (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, i get trouble for throwing things a lot all right Sometimes I'm more animal than man. Anyways, that said, what it led to, I liked, well, I won't say as much, but I liked a whole lot because of what Tinian has set up. Uh, and multiple from, books, from might I add. Yeah. But, and also, it, it goes hand in hand with my, with my pet theory of, of who else might show up with the whole Titans of Tomorrow. So, you know?
0: yes, yeah, so, so basically, he, he goes to this cell that was next to his, and we see Batman in there, right? From behind. Yep. And, but then the next full page spread is Batman like pulling out a gun and shooting at it. And it's like, yep. eh, that's not right. And of, of course, Tim's immediately like, eh, that's not right. Batman wouldn't use a gun. Why are you Batman using a gun? Batman doesn't
1: use guns. What's going on? Yeah.
0: And he figures out who this is. This is yep. Tim Drake. This is future Tim Gosh. Drake. And of course, if you've been reading Batwoman, issue 6 yep. of Batwoman... We saw this future where Tim Drake becomes this militant Batman who takes control yeah. of Gotham and is kind of fascist, and it's like, oh man, these are this is all kind of tying together. And what's beautiful about this, because to tie this into to Action Comics a little bit, it's kind of impossible not to kind of relate them now mm-hmm. because they're both dealing with Oz and Jor El yeah, and what's going on.
1: Pretty parallel.
0: But the big thing here is in Action Comics, Jor El through. Because only Manhattan, who sh- you know, put him in places and saved them and shown them stuff, has seen that human beings aren't worth saving, and that we, you know, we can't do it this way. And Tim Drake seems to be this embodiment of—he becomes darker, he becomes this cynical version yeah. of himself, which is the whole thing that we've been talking about ever since Rebirth started with Manhattan and, yeah. like, you know, he, he's his cynicism coming to DCU, and the DC characters need yeah. to rise up and be heroes and optimism, and yeah. so this is the evil. Yeah. Which, Days of Future Past Tim Drake that we're seeing.
1: Yeah, and so I brought up Titans of Tomorrow, which was a Jeff John story arc that was pretty... that was pretty early on in his Teen Titans run. I'm trying to remember where exactly it showed up, but the the Teen Titans come back, uh, they try to get back to Earth from time-traveling with the Legion of Superheroes, and they end up in the future, where everything's gone dark, and the Teen Titans are the new Justice League, but, like, Tim Drake has taken full on control, and he uses a gun, and that doesn't sit well with Tim. And he he's using Connor Kent, Superboy, as the new Superman, as a puppet, and kind of to do his bidding. And Wonder Girl and Beast Boy, and who is more primal and savage. And it it just the fact that it, it it's built on that, and it's the same kind. I'm like I'm disappointed myself for not piecing that together
0: it, it's, sooner. It's harking back to a lot of different stories from the previous continuity uh, while it's also fitting into the idea of what Manhattan's doing and what what rebirth kind of is at at the core thematic level
1: which and to realize that Johns is the you know the architect of all this it makes perfect sense because that's always kind of that's been his not his fallback to a story but any any of his major things is you know this is what happens when heroes go corrupt the universe is going to kind of rebel against it well what if it's the opposite what if someone else is trying to push it into that direction yeah how and, do the heroes respond
0: and, and to look at it from a personal point of view just for this arc for tim it's going yeah. to be him fighting against himself becoming something he doesn't want to be which yeah. given that he never even decided you know he never even wanted to be batman he says that repeatedly no, this leaving. yeah
2: yeah
1: like right before batman thinks he dies he was going off to college. This is the thing. The is, game behind.
0: is this more of like a warning sign to him that he needs to leave? Yeah. Because if he stays and keeps the cape on, like, does he eventually become this because of that?
1: Become this, yeah. yeah because so. when when he brings up that Batman doesn't use a gun, Tim Drake of tomorrow is like, oh no, this this is the gun that killed Martha and Thomas Wayne. I I'm reusing it. I'm taking back its meaning, and it that undercuts Batman's mission. Who. I always look at Tim Drake as the natural successor to Bruce Wayne because Dick Grayson is his own man. Like, he's, you know, that was always his thing, is he was meant to be the counterpoint to Batman's Darkness. Whereas Tim was, like, basically Bruce Wayne 2.0. And, you know, um, where was I going with that? I just.
0: I don't know. Well, I, I, I would out. say, I feel like. It's a kind of... It's funny now because Tim clearly here is a bit more reluctant to ever want that. And maybe that could be yeah. interesting that he's the reluctant Batman yeah. but it becomes it anyway. Yeah. But then you have Damien who wants to take that throne. He wants that yeah. that mantle.
1: Well, he's he's darkness going towards the light whereas it seems like Tim is lightness going towards the dark. Like, they're, yeah. they're counterpoint to each other. And, and that's what makes all these Robins great. Even, even throwing Jason Todd. You know, like...
2: he has his own
1: (laughs) yeah well he has his own arc like none of the robins are carbon copies and i've always liked that each of them have had a distinct personality in fact jason's was so distinct that they voted to kill him you know it won by ever so many votes and that was it and he was the failed robin so because he wasn't dick grayson or close to it and here's the though.
0: like i i think that it's a good thing that vote won back in the day. You know, for yeah. whatever reason, it did because I think the idea that we've had a Joker who's killed a Robin is just it's a yeah. good story point. Like mm-hmm. that, that's just a great thing to have <laughs> in the history. Harvey
1: felt like he was going to die anyways, just because people weren't big on him, as it were, and he's he's gained a cult following since then. Uh, I don't know why. I mean, Connor loves him. I mean, look at that picture. <laughs> he's a big Red Hood fan. <laughs> yeah, but it just you know, this is Tim Drake's story, and this issue was real good, because when we got to the Batman of Tomorrow, and it wasn't Connor Kent, I went, ah, damn it, oh, but wait, what does this mean for the Batwoman story we just read? And is this a callback to that Titans of Tomorrow story, which I feel it has to be, because they called him Tim Drake of Tomorrow, or Batman of Tomorrow. Yeah, no,
0: I think, I don't know if it'll tie in in any other way, but I think thematically it's definitely pointing back at it and saying, yeah, this is kind of, like, following that idea.
1: So... But yeah, very exciting stuff. So Tinian is like he's he's near becoming my favorite Batman writer, just because of all the stuff that he's doing. And then it's not with Batman. That's the irony of it, because he's made Clayface awesome, and he's made you know uh, we already thought Stephanie Brown was awesome, but you know more, but Cassandra Cain, great. So Luke Fox, all these side characters, and really enjoying it.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'm. I'm really curious to see where this actually goes now, because obviously the ending of the issue is that Doomsday, who we know is in there, breaks out. Yeah. Uh, so they've got two. So we've got two Tims to deal with Doomsday, but I'm curious as to like, you know, by the end of this arc, is Tim back in the real world with the team? Yeah. Like, you know, is that where we are by the end of this arc? I imagine probably, because, but we'll see. yeah,
1: because because tells him that Bruce knows that he's alive. Yeah. You know, so. That's, that's the driving force, and that's why he thinks this Batman is Bruce there to help him out, and it turns out to be himself. And, which, I guess that that's the ever-telling thing, is Batman's gonna save him, but it's not the one that he thought. And it's it's himself. He can only, only Tim can get Tim out of this, that makes sense.
0: And of course, uh, Oz pisses off, because Oz has things to do with Superman around this same time. So, that'll yep. take us on to Action Comics 988. Which is written by Dan Jurgens, art by Ryan Sook, and this is of course. I love that this opens with a full page spread of Superman saying "You're lying," liar. yeah, or liar, yeah, yeah whatever the way he said it, but yeah.
1: Which so so in my household, anytime I want to make a joke on something, I'll point and yell "Mentiroso," which is liar in Spanish. So the fact that I read that as Superman saying it like that, I just I got a kick out of it. That's just me, though, you know. Yeah, but, I, th- I think yeah. It's,
0: it's funny how this action detective have kind of similar structures in the sense that a lot of it is this sort of yep. flashback, you know, explaining the origin. In this case, it's the mm-hmm. origin of how Jorel didn't die. Uh, yeah. You know, so obviously... Which
1: I was very... I found that very underwhelming because it's kind of the least interesting of the possibilities. So is, I hope there's more to it.
0: It is the least interesting, which I do think there might be a swerve. I feel like... Because yeah. I, th- I feel like there's a conscious choice or, a co- you know, I, I don't think Johns and co are, are oblivious to the idea that having Jor-El actually survive and go this evil
2: mm-hmm.
0: w- will sour the history of Superman's origin a little bit. So I feel like yeah. by the end, they may have more of a swerve to say that this isn't really Jor-El. Okay. That this is, like, because the whole thing is here is that Manhattan like, swooped in and took him away as Krypton exploded and then... Put him on Earth in this you know, like third world country where this you know this warlord yeah. is like stealing food from people, and this this little kid turns him in, uh, and then the kid's forced. Well, him. turns
1: in his own family because Joel went and stole food from the warlord. Well, no, no,
0: no, it's it's more that he's turning in. He's not really turning in the family knowingly. It's after the fact that the, the warlord then says you have to punish everyone yeah. who was responsible for this. So he yeah. didn't. Yeah, I don't think he turned them turned him in knowing that he was well, going to no, have to punish but- them.
1: Yeah, I, I was raising up the stakes there. Like, he. Yeah, you know, yeah.
0: But he, he forces him to shoot his own family, this kid. And Joyle yeah. witnesses all of this, and it's, you know, once he realizes this, that, that Manhattan. Presumably, Manhattan. I should just. I could keep saying presumably, because it's not quite out confirming it, but it looks a lot like. I mean, like, the
1: blue energy is yeah. really kind of tipping the hand, but it could, you know. Just in it case. It could be
0: anything. Just in case it's not. I just want to say presumably. It's.
1: I, it's not Manhattan it's Superman blue
0: <laughs> the whole time um, yeah. and presumably that's afterwards where he traps him in just the yeah. the, the prison that Oz has been in that you know the whole yeah. time uh, but the, the whole point uh, you know because you see him been watching clockwork orange style he's watching like yep. you know World War 2 Nazis and every other horrible thing that's ever Atrocity. happened yeah. and again it's, it's coming back to this key idea that manhattan's bringing the cynicism this is a dark world and everything's bad and there's no hope Mm. and superman you know rightfully is arguing with him no just one incident doesn't show you the entirety of humanity there's more to it than that there are other things there's hope and whatnot so again the core conflict of what rebirth is and what it's what's building up to is there which is great which is why the issue Mm. mostly works for me um it's just some of the early stuff, but like you say, the, the actual saving them from Krypton as it's exploring yeah. and the build up to it, it's just kind of like, okay, it's just kind of simple now, and I've been there.
1: I, I did like the peek into Krypton, of mm-hmm. seeing his father-in-law, who, that's, to me, that's a new character, and I'm pretty deep in in with Lar-
0: Larvon, I think was it? Larvan. Larvan, because
1: yeah, because because if, if Kara is Kara's or L, then the naming is she's Lara Larvan. Which that's that's we've we've known that, but he was an astronaut, and so he kind of knew like the galaxy outside of Krypton. Whereas we've always been told like Krypton was this insular society, and that's why they didn't listen to Jor-el; they were too proud. Lor-Van was kind of in this midpoint where he's like, "Yeah, you might be right, but what's the point?" And it's very cynical itself from Krypton, and because. Uh, Jor-el wants to build these space arcs and save all of Krypton. Yeah, well, that's that's, that's, like, that's, that's impossible.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. He just says, "Oh, that's illegal." Ever since uh, I can't remember yeah. the name, but yeah, ever since the crimes of you know ast- that previous astronaut, no, right. it's it's forbidden. Uh, and he just okay. dismisses it outright, uh, and he kind of dumbs yeah. them because he erases all was of his uh, all of his data. Because that, that's the thing yep. he he doesn't just say no; he he deletes everything that's everything. leading up to like maybe evacuating more of the planet or at least a significant portion of it. Uh, and because he has to start from scratch, he only has time to build the one little ship for uh, little yep. Kal-el. So little
1: Kal saves him. and we that famous image of the, of the spaceship going around the exploding Krypton, which was very John Byrne. Which I hmm. think that was was on point. I think feel they did that on purpose because hmm. um, they're kind of. It seems like they're returning it to that Krypton. So, so again, if a swerve's coming, maybe this isn't the Earth Zero Jor This is another. Poss-
0: yeah, possibly. I, I feel like there's going to be a swerve just to sort of maintain. Like, like, do we want to have the idea that the Jor became this after the fact forever? Like, I don't yeah. know if they want to do that, which is why I think As- there might be a swerve.
1: As a fan of Superman and the Sur- Superman mythos, I don't like that. I I mean, him being plucked out. Like I mean, they can always rewrite everything in Doomsday Clock. You know what I mean? But the fact that here, I like that there's a, a grander story going on, like with Superman, Supergirl, and now Jor-el. That like Superman was the immigrant that was that was that came here as a baby. Right? Mm. He's basically a person of Earth. Where Kara came as a young person, she still has memories of her home, but it's not equal to her new memories. Yeah, she she she's more place.
0: she's more of a child of two worlds, literally, because yeah. she's she's got a part of her childhood exactly. of both. Whereas Clark, where's, where's, like just yeah. he doesn't remember anything from Krypton. Oh, so. he's,
1: he's from Kansas. He's you know he's, he's green jeans. is Lois used to call him, but Jor El now is that that old. Guy that remembers the, the home world or the homeworld, the old country. And even though he was chased away through atrocities and that's why he came to this new place, he has these uh, nostalgic, like, oh, it was such a great place. And this place sucks because it's not the old place. So I like that. But again... Him being plucked out as it's as it's. Oh, well, to be fair, he
0: he's, and... he's quite critical of Krypton as well when he's talking to Clark about yeah. it. He's like, oh, like they doomed themselves, and this place is going to doom doom themselves as well. Like they didn't listen to me; they're never going to listen to you. Like, which so that's why the ending him saying, "Oh, I'm, go- I'm going to take you away forever. We're going to leave Earth, never yeah. come back." Uh, which obviously isn't going to happen, but uh, we'll see how Superman oh. deals with this uh, next. Yeah, episode. and it
1: was and it was Jack He's like the big Kryptonian baddie. Anything that goes wrong, I feel they always blame Jacksir, just because it's a name that sticks out.
0: He's the reason why, um, uh, space. He's the reason is why. Try to, uh,
1: forbidden. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it seems like it's very much the John Byrne Man of Steel version of Krypton, and that that really drives Jor-el's, I think, thought process because it's very cold and scientific. And
0: m- maybe you the, know the, the way this this works is the idea that. Jor-el uh, or Manhattan stepped in and manipulated time, and this is part of what he mm. manipulated is he took Jor-el away from Krypton. Uh, yeah. But does it like so? If we fix it in Doomsday Clock and we f- reset things back to how they should be, does he never yeah. get saved from Krypton and he just dies yeah. with it? Assuming this is just straight up Jor-el, right. because part of me thinks it's a trick from Manhattan. Like Manhattan's yeah. created this version and it's just he it just thinks yeah. he's Jor-el, kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Well, it's also the the, the Kryptonite how. It doesn't seem to affect him, mm-hmm. although you see it, like, when he lands and the family takes care of him, they see it that pull out and it's glowing. Like, I've read some things that people say, oh, that's why it doesn't affect him because it's in his system. Like, whatever whatever Manhattan did, he's, like, one with kryptonite and uh, that's why. But I don't know. I feel there's something bigger going on there. And I feel like in a story of this magnitude, there's no accidents. Like, there's no accidents in storytelling. Uh, that they just left something out. So you know, I hope there's a swerve. This issue kind of ruined my jor Prime theory, but yeah. it could still be there.
0: I, th- I think there's a swerve. Maybe, maybe we'll just find out he get taken from another universe, or yeah, uh, he's just not really jor He just thinks he is. Like he's just got fake memories because Manhattan's created them yeah. or done something to him. But uh, I- I'm still kind of expecting a swerve. Probably like, if this is five issues. I'm expected at the end of the fourth issue, <laughs> the spur of, of who he really, really is.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, but sucks art, I really enjoyed. It's very simple.
0: Uh, it's like, okay. I, I, I didn't love it. I didn't, it wasn't like screaming like uh, atmosphere at me like some of the the, the previous no. books we've talked about. But it, it was fine. Yeah.
1: yeah. I felt the colors though too might have could have jazzed things up in the present day when they're talking. I mm. feel like the colors seemed desaturated. And that, that's cool in the jor past that we're seeing, you know, to denote... Ah, it's,
0: it's the flashback filter.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, but, you know, with Superman, I wanted it to be a little bit more bright and vibrant, and it kind of wasn't. Uh, but, but, no, I, I enjoyed this issue fully. I mean, it was a little deflating. I didn't get Connor Kent nor,
0: uh-huh.
1: you know, jor Prime, but you know
0: what what do you do i'm still i i, I do like how thematically the, the two stories that are going together yeah. actually do kind of work well they're, they're mm-hmm. both about cynicism versus uh, hope and what you could yeah. become if you do become cynical and if you if you don't you know yeah. hold on to your ideals so yeah. uh, so superman is like going to have to f- face this this ideological sort of question tim's facing that question yeah. so it's it's nice how they complement each other that way but uh, yeah. Alright, uh, so I guess that'll take us on to Wonder Woman number 31. James Robinson, Wright And this is his first issue. Uh, Carlo oh. Pugolain on art. And this is uh, kicking off his story. Although, to be fair, obviously this has been billed as that we're dealing with Wonder Woman's brother. And while there's yeah. a hint of that in the first page, this issue does, doesn't actually do anything with Wonder Woman's brother. It's I got at all.
1: so excited when we saw the Paul Bunyan character that looked like essentially a male version of wonder woman and and it's all a swerve like he's living in this little mountain town and we know he's kind of a lumberjack because how the people are talking to him
0: because we actually we we go to this guy's story uh this jackson or whatever his name is uh he's going by and he's just the old jackson lives up in the mountain and he comes down for supplies and everyone comments oh you're really nice but we never see you just keep to yourself and he does and then he goes back up to his, his tranquil little existence, and Grail shows up to attack him. And she's like, "I know yeah. who you are. You're one of the old gods." And you can tell it, it takes a hit, and he's like chopping down trees and stuff. And he's like, "All right, fine. If I'm going to fight, I'm going to fight properly. I shall be Hercules unbound." And then he, you know, he, I
1: was like, "Yeah, yeah, that was cool." I mean, technically, that's her brother because Zeus is his father, and that's her father. But this is not the brother we're looking for, you know. I'm sorry, your brother's in another castle. Oh, te- de-
0: okay, sure. Technically, yeah. But we're yeah. talking about.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, the brother from Dark Side War. Yeah,
1: but- we're talking about Jason. So I kind of. Once he. Rel- you know, I almost. So as I was reading this, I almost uh, went to our, our thread and was like, guys, what the heck's going on with Wonder Woman? And yeah. I was like, no, wait, I'm going to read it all before I comment. And I'm glad I did because we get to that Hercules.
0: Wait, were you just throwing was... sh- shade at people who c- corrected us last week in the video and didn't listen no, to the no, end? No, 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 <laughs> no. Uh, I was just I
1: was throwing shade at myself for being a person, Okay, I'm just, I'm, like, I'm just checking. I'm just
0: checking. I'm sticking
2: up for the sweet. people.
0: I'm sticking up for the people. That's all. That's good, Yeah, That's good. Uh, uh, so, yeah. So, so he, he fights Grail. Grail wins. K- kills Hercules. Yep. Um, yeah. And we then cut... He
1: life force.
0: Takes his life force. Yeah. Takes his life force. Uh, really well drawn fight actually i enjoyed the art here actually i enjoyed the art in the book in general yeah,
1: Julian, we, we've seen him in uh, draw deathstroke yeah uh, early on
0: and so. it go, it, then it goes to wonder woman and wonder woman's fighting giganta which was a nice little kind of like and i love that wonder woman herself actually brings up why this is a fun little fight it's because oh everything yeah. i've been dealing with recently it's actually just kind of nice to have a straight up fight a supervillain battle yeah uh, and it's some fun stuff she goes to catch giganta I- so she doesn't land on anyone like in a, in a that's what
2: i was going
1: to say that's such a great moment uh in the art that you, you see her in the background steve's state watching it mm. and you know giganta's been ko'd by wonder woman but you see her easing her down and i was like ah yeah. oh, man now this is wonder woman that's more my speed it, what,
0: what i like about it is she, she even says oh yeah i've fought her enough to know what to do with this because i like the idea that the first time she fought her she ended up crushing like half a street because she didn't yeah. <laughs> know how to catch her before she went down exactly uh, it's, 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 it's good stuff uh but yeah, so basically this lawyer shows up. And par- apparently Hercules has an attorney. Uh, yeah. As like, oh yeah, yeah, you've inherited all of Hercules' uh, treasure and goods because he's dead, uh, fortunately to tell you. Uh, and then, yeah, that's basically the issue. There's obviously the final scene is yeah. Grail comes back with the life force in a mother box and gives it to someone. And we find out she's given it to Darkseid. Child, Dark Side, who who is growing with the life force of all of Zussi's children being murdered. Yeah. So that's where we're starting off plot-wise for this. I'm digging it because so, I I'm, I'm not sold on the, the brother plot. I'm not looking forward to Jason yeah. all that much, but I did like this issue. This issue, I like what's happening. My only question I, though is, I'm guessing this is set after Metal because yeah. baby Darkseid's back with with Grail and he's growing up. So
1: yeah,
0: but other than that making me sort of be like what but we just saw baby dark side in metal other than yeah. that moment uh, I, I, I dug this quite a bit it, I, I liked how it built up the reveal of who this guy was at the start like because we like okay who's this randomer he's kind of got the beard he's just you know up in the mountains like it, it, it built like it was a lot of quiet stuff building to that until yeah. Grail showed up and I enjoyed the fight uh, and even I mean, when
1: she shows up it's such a cool moment cause she's like leaning up against a tree just hmm. exuding confidence and and the fact that she mentions that you know she needs the old gods so the new gods or your your father was an old god yeah. my father's a new god and that thing but i loved kid dark side it's such an insane premise and it, it reminds me of remender doing the kid apocalypse stuff in uh in what was that in candy x where the the new apocalypse was born and you know they had to deal with all that I mean, here it's it's much different because it's the same old Dark Side just in a preteens body.
2: So, like...
0: so yeah. So so far I'm on board with uh, this after last oh, year. I, I like this quite a bit. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I can't complain. I'm I'm a little bit worried that when the actual Jason stuff comes into it, I'm not going to be as into it. But we'll we'll see how it we'll see how it goes. Uh, but at mm-hmm. least so far, I like the action. In this I like the art, uh, mm-hmm. and um, I'm liking the plot of like we're building up Dark Side with killing all these all these yeah. gods. So that that potential to be it's super fun. cool and i like the giganta fight. Yeah. that was a fun little uh, was it? So.
1: it was it's, it's and i like too they the whole steve trevor God, i feel like his days are numbered here like oh dear. yeah just the way that they in the last couple arcs they've been talking about him and he's like oh yeah he's a knight like he represents the knight to Wonder woman's princess and you know like, i never thought of that dynamic before and they they pointed out here when she's fighting the giganta so you know he's kind of there to to honor her and to, to guard her and but not in that traditional way because she can take care of herself but that's like an emotional thing but oh, yeah. yeah and I hope I hope not because he was he was the conduit in the dark side war you know like that that Grail had used I think to summon baby dark side? I can't even remember cause it was that long ago but they had done something with Steve that had perverted him so.
0: Yeah, I want to complement the mm-hmm. colours as well, because I just... I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, that sounds really simple, but just the idea that when the, the fight in the woods is happening at night time, it's, it's you know, nice blue, sort of darker colours, and uh, when yeah. Hercules like suits up, it's like the gold really sticks out, and then when it cuts to Wonder Woman in broad daylight, again, it feels more hopeful. It's just... It really contrasts with, uh, you know, what, what the previous scene was. Like, you, It feels yeah. like you're in a different place already. So, yeah. uh, I... I salute that uh, and we should yeah I mentioned that first page it's just Wonder Woman saying uh, brother, brother. Uh, please don't do this and uh. that's, it, that's your tease so we'll get there eventually yep. but
1: also I like too that they said that Hades built her that that axe for grail and Hercules corrects her he's like no you mean a Festus like you don't even know the gods so I kind of like that Grail's kind of the middle finger to the old gods she yeah. can't even get them right
0: uh, so, uh, but that's uh, so far. I, I like this issue. So uh, we'll see. We'll see where Wonder Woman goes from here. That'll take us on to the Flash number thirty-one. Joshua Williamson writing with Neil Gouge and Gus Vasquez on art. Uh, this is the final issue in the Bloodwork story, which oddly. Remember how we had like two issues of this and then they called the next part thing mm. part one of Bloodwork and it just felt yep. like it was the same story and then Bloodwork only lasted like two issues and it's like, well, why wasn't this just not called like the same thing for like four or five issues? Why was there two titles? But whatever. Uh, yep. So yeah, big fight with Bloodwork and the city, Barry, you know, run around. Bloodwork's going nuts. He's got giant blood veins and stuff like going through the I... city.
1: So like, look, I know it's comics and I know the whole... It's a speed force. I don't have to explain. How does experimenting with blood from crime scenes turn him into blood work?
0: Meta, human I, blood.
1: I know, but still. It, it was a long bridge across. Uh, I loved his origin. I loved him being a hemophiliac.
0: Oh, I, I get your complaint. And, but to be fair, it was yeah. he was he was experimenting with metahuman blood, which is how he ended up the way he is.
1: Yeah. I guess. But I wasn't I wasn't feeling blood work in this issue. I liked him in the last issue, but but here turning him to this big monster. I was kind of like, uh man, okay, that was rough. I did, however, love the berry stuff, so we can we can talk about that. Uh because blood work's kinda minimal, despite the arc being the I mean, no, he's care.
0: there. I mean, I kind of agree. I'm not really a big fan of him when he turns into like this sort of like yeah. tumor-looking monster kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, that was whatever. But uh, I like that Barry talks him down. Like he, he doesn't actually. Yeah. I mean, he, he does go in eventually with the lightning, and you know, I like that big full page spread. But... Well, yeah,
1: he. I like that he's like, yeah, I'm doing the Barry Allen thing. I'm gonna talk you down and hear you out, psych, and then he's just gonna strike him with negative speed force lightning. Well, but, you know, but. It,
0: I wouldn't say sick because he he does say after that he so, meant he meant every word of helping him. It's just that he yeah. had to, he had to contain the situation first. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, the main thing, but, but yeah,
1: it, it also adds to that negative vibe that he's been having because of all this. Like, um, but but yeah, and it strikes bloodwork back into his normal looking self, which I kind of like the fact that if this dude bleeds now, he can turn back into bloodwork and be super dangerous. So that's kind of yeah. cool.
0: Does that mean they keep him in a straight jacket and stuff so he can't cut himself? Like, do they have to?
1: Yeah, like you keep him from from all that. Like, and and how does internal bleeding work with this dude? You know, like
0: I, I don't know. Uh, uh-huh. I like, I like that he's around though because I like him enough that I, I'm glad that they can come back to him. You know, you know when next time the rogues yeah. all escape from Iron Heights or whatever. Uh, but I think the bigger yeah. things to talk about this issue are the sort of the 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 epilogue stuff that sets up where we're going next with uh, a couple of different things. Uh, first, first of all, Barry and uh, Kristen are being transferred to Iron Heights. Uh, I don't know why a prison has a crime lab, admittedly, but uh, they're going yeah. there. Uh, wh- wh- whatever, I'll accept it. it's fine. Uh, so it means we're going to be in Iron Heights for the next arc, though. So that's cool. I like that. Uh, and then the other.
1: Yeah, I, I like that. Th- that they're shifting. Like I like what sings. Like you know, man, I put up with you for way too long, hmm. and you're very good at what you do. So I can't actually fire you uh, for your bad attitude but I can't transfer you, so... And, and that new girl, what's her name? The red-haired... Like hey, Kristen. Oh, man. Kristen. <laughs> Kristen's going with you, and then she gets all upset, and so now it's like everybody hates Barry still. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which, which I'm kind of getting over. Like, I, I, I get that Williamson wants to tell a different kind of Flash story.
0: Well, to be fair, it, you're saying you're kind of getting over it, but the very next scene is when one of them actually turns around and, you know, extends a hand again. The very next scene, new Wally turns around, and says, "Okay, I want to help you. You need help, right? I'm over being angry at you."
1: Yeah, I like that, but just the whole emo Barry, and and it's pushing his character forward. But I just kind of, and I feel like it's run its course. I want, I want happy-go-lucky Barry. I don't know. I never, I never pictured Barry Allen as a Spider-Man type that's dealing with all these oh, yeah, I mean,
0: issues. we're getting to that. I, th- I think the whole point of this next arc is that Wally's going to help him train and. Uh, deal with these new powers, and that'll get us to where we're going. I do like that this whole Negative Flash thing isn't just a one-and-done arc, though. I like that it's playing out over like yeah. maybe two or three arcs as other things are going on. Uh, it'll yeah. make the the victory sweet when he, he finally gets back to having his old suit and he gets yeah. rid of the ne- Negative Speed Force. I think that'll be a really big moment because it plays out through a few different stories. Uh, so no, I, I I like I actually kind of like everything it's doing here. Bloodwork actually being this big monster wasn't super cool or anything. Yeah, but I do actually really like how it affected Barry and everything that's kind of like putting him through right now. Like, you know, him going and watching Iris and then seeing because he actually is—he's given up the ring. He wants to give the ring to New Wally, and New Wally yeah. because of his experience in Titans and and Deathstroke is like, nah, you know what? I'm going to help. Like, you know, I've been going yeah. through stuff too. Uh, let's get this done. So it has kind of a he even ending. brings
2: up
1: other Wally. You Ooh. know, he's like, I I don't know how your relationship was with other Wally, and we can talk about that later, but. I'm going to help you and I like that I like that it's built on their relationship so no
0: um I feel like Williamson's flash occasionally stumbles and I may, maybe don't love the the incident yeah. like the you know the the, the 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 sort of villain we're dealing with right at that moment or how we deal with the villain yeah but I always like what he's doing with the long game
1: yeah if that makes sense yeah. So. He's definitely from the Johns vibe that way, where he's writing not for the trade, but for the for the big, like he said, the bigger story. Like this is going to change very a yeah. going forward.
0: I, I I think Johns is better at it, and that he yeah. nails the the this the, the all the shorter stories within it as well. Whereas you know, Williams yeah. will sometimes you know, remember that that one earlier on where it was like he went to the the the, the shades world or whatever it was, and that yep. was kind of rough and uh, like, exactly
1: exactly what I was thinking yeah so you know it started off kind of cool because they're bringing back shade and and then just like the Iris stuff was like cringeworthy same kind of here with some of the, the blood work stuff but as long as he rebounds and he gets right back to it then and iron Heights is like that's awesome well like that's we the to thing. Go I, I, I think he actually there.
0: I think he actually rebounds within the same issue the second half of the issue and everything yeah, that sets up is great true. so uh but no so that's uh that's the flash 31. Uh, so that'll take us on to Batgirl number 15, Hope mm-hmm. Larson writing Chris Wildgoose on art. This is the second part of the Summer of Lies story, which obviously features Dick Grayson in a supporting mm-hmm. role. And we're still wondering who the Red Queen is, although I'm still pretty convinced Ainsley's going to turn out to be the Red Queen. But uh, Ainsley, of course, being the, the the character that Barbara knows from her past, from this summer, uh, who she was doing some work with uh both at a restaurant where they were both working and as an intern for yep. uh, a, a, a sort of tech job Company. with computers. But, yep. um, so I dug this issue quite a bit. Uh, I liked the first one as well, that this was a mix of present day stuff where they're trying to figure out what's going on, that this nurse in the hospital, when they're there to they see Mad Hatter goes nuts and she's being controlled by something. Uh, yep. And she, she freaks out, uh, the pair of them have to take her down. They decide to put her in an MRI machine to try and like see if they can fry the nanobots <laughs> in her. And oh dear, instead it completely vaporizes her.
1: And I like that with Nightwing's like, we vaporized her. Like
0: yeah the i, I love
1: nails the, the look on his face it, it's,
0: it's going to be obviously not completely his fault because they, they obviously the show yeah. that the other workers uh might your make starting to go uh the other workers are starting to uh like the the, the the other person at the hospital is the one who turns the machine on even though she's yep. done it too early and i feel like there's gonna be more to it but i love that it nails his anger and In the very next scene he's like punching the wall he's like yep. so angry that it went that way yep. uh which obviously leads to a really sweet moment because uh barbara tries to calm him down and they end up kissing yep uh and obviously Dude. the the dick babs feels are always going to be high
1: they have they've turned him into the matt murdoch of the dcu like he's got so many different ex-girlfriends and girlfriends <laughs> and you know just just in rebirth alone now you know like sean and, and babs and there's hints that he was involved with starfire early on like that dude's... Don't forget Huntress. He's, Huntress. He's, like how can I forget Huntress? Yeah. So, you know. So, and I'm and I'm not trying to throw shade on to Dick for that. I just I think it's hilarious.
0: Yeah, I think obviously we never know exactly um, where stories take place and you know in relation to each yeah. other from different books. So I'm just assuming that this is either before the Huntress stuff or a little yeah. bit after it. But I,
1: either way, and uh, with but with them, it's such a tragic because. Deep down, I feel like they're meant to be, you know, like, I
2: have
1: this romantic love inclination towards them, but I always feel like they can never be together.
0: Yeah, well, that's why Dick and Babs is the one that always gives me the most feels, because, Mm -hmm. well, I mean, I don't mind them being with Huntress, but it doesn't give me the feels the same way. Uh, whereas there's something so sweet and genuine about the way these two feel about each other and it's it's kind of the thing where if they ever they never will but if they ever do like the the ending and this is what happened you know the yeah. epilogue scene it would be no dick and babs get married they'll have they live a happily ever after the end yeah. you know that, that's what you want to imagine happens He's, in the future
1: he he runs a trapeze class she's you know doing something with tech and yeah they live out in the suburbs that every now and again they dust off the now, the costumes
0: I'll criticize the art a little bit. I do think Wild Goose veers a little bit young with the faces at
1: times. Yeah, big time. Because I read this last night and I was super tired. I stayed up to watch a football game. uh, And so I'm reading this kind of late, like later than normal. And I had to go back a couple times because it was jumping back and forth. And I was like, wait, man, they're drawing the adult ones to look a lot like the young ones. And then the young ones are looking really young because they're supposed to be like what?
0: 15, 16-ish. Yeah, something in, in that range. Which, in, and that, that would be my, my main complaint with the art, is that sometimes the, the present yeah. day faces are far too young looking. Otherwise though, the yeah. expressions are really good, because mm-hmm. that page where they kiss, and it's like, they sort of, the kiss and like, she says like, hey Dick, you know, it's not your fault. And they, they break apart. Yeah. and the, emo- the, the expressions and all the emotions in their faces through, all of that stuff was gold. It was perfect. They just look too young. <laughs> so, yep. you know. I agree. But, uh, but otherwise it was, it was really solid stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that, that was the, the gist of the present day stuff. The flashback stuff, again, very sweet. They, they, they're they staking out this party, and they decide mm-hmm. to, like, infiltrate and, like, put on normal clothes and sort of they'll blend in. And there's a, there's a little sweet moment where she's like, yeah, but we'll see each other's." And it's like, oh, don't worry, I'll, I'll be a gentleman. I won't look. It's like, no, not that. Yeah. Our secret identities. And then, you know, the, you know, so he, he actually, we, we actually see the moment where he tells her to who, he, who he is. She's like, oh, I'm yeah. Dick. I'm Dick Grayson. It's like you okay. thought my name was old fashioned. So
1: yeah, a, it's always got the good humor. Like good, I love that girl. Good humor. So
0: much. Good sweet I, the, the moment where it, like, it takes her downstairs and you just see the little thought bubble where she says, Oh, he's yep. holding my hand. It's it's that yep. teen sweaty palms, like like they're noticing they have feelings for each other stuff. It's just it, it can be too much, but here it's just it's it's perfect for these characters.
1: Yep. And uh I also wanted to point out like the uh so what they're investigating as teenagers is there's this, like, new drug going around. Hmm. They can't exactly figure it out. And you come to find out that it's – the kids are basically ingesting nanobots. And these nanobots have a side effect that it makes you hallucinate. So at this party, because Dick points out, like, well, yo, what kind of party is this where there's no beer? There must be something else going on if you catch my drift. And I kind of like, wait, what are you talking about? And then there's no other drugs there, but they're, they're trying to trip on something – and so that ties it back to the the nanobots, present day,
0: yeah, the present day with, story. With the,
1: which which I like because I feel like, you know, we, we touched on the Mad Hatter, and I feel like this is gonna be some kind of tech he had developed and then got rid of, you know, and that's what ties it to the Red yeah, Queen. Yeah, And
0: Ainsley or Red Queen or whoever got their hands on it, and that's where it's just exactly. went down this but path.
1: In the in the past they they find that, that group that was looking for Ainsley when she cuts out from the restaurant and they look at that that group where I'm, I think it's from Gotham Imperial Bank or PureTech, and they have a dartboard with Ainsley's face on it.
0: Yeah, that's so the I that's wonder, the little cliffhanger at the end, yeah. To yeah. So I
1: wonder how because Ainsley because like,
0: so I- Ainsley goes to work because she had Babs yep. cover her shift and Ainsley yep. shows up and she's looking from the back and she sees these guys sitting at the table. It's like, oh, did did they mention me? And she's clearly worried mm. and she runs out. So they, yeah. they, they really set up that these guys are after her, uh, mm-hmm. which is, you know, setting up what, what this, this past story is going to be. um, Yeah. yeah. I also, I actually, I just, just another, another subtle thing I really like, again, just going back to the, the Babs and Dick uh, kind of, like, sort of conversation and the right way they around, talk to yeah. each other, uh is when they're leaving the party, and because they sort of break away uh until she calls them for help after the whole guys hunting Ainsley thing. Yeah. Uh, She's like, oh, make sure you call me. Oh, but with the results, I mean, like, you know, it's just, yeah. just, like again, it's just that flirty, like, nervous. Oh, I almost mm-hmm. said something that felt like it was flirting. I'll, I need to retcon it. I, I need to correct what I meant. Yeah. But the fact that she has to go out of her way to retcon it is what shows you she really kind of felt it. Yep. So, that's, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's, it's good. yeah, it's good writing in that way. Uh, Larson's doing good stuff with that. And like I said, Weldguss's art's pretty good uh, outside of that everyone looks really young. But the expressions are yeah. pretty spot on.
1: on point Yeah. And I like that, Larson, this is the second story we've gotten with her relationship with Dick, because the whole penguin, like, the son of penguin stuff, yeah, it, it was there too, so I like that there's, like, a through line going on here. And it helps that I love both of the characters a whole lot, so... Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but no, uh, is continuing to be a, a really good... Uh, do you know what I think Larson's doing really well with Batgirl? She's done a really good job of making it feel like it is suitable for, like, teens and younger folk, without yeah. it alienating anyone who's older
1: yeah which i, I feel like the last you know inter- reintroduction of batgirl where they try to skew it younger and like cool and hip
2: hmm. i
1: feel like that missed its mark for people like us
0: yeah whereas this it feels like it just has the sense of innocence to it that batgirl yeah. kind of has with it yeah um and i like that and that, so that's
1: been the through line since you know the first issue i feel too like the whole travel around asia had that vibe Cause her whole friend from back in the day, Kai, uh, and how he wanted to be more than friends, beyond just needing her help. So yeah, I like I like Larson a lot. I think this is gonna end up being like a where we talk about those runs, like the Brian Q. Miller Batgirl. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, you gotta read that. I feel like here we to be like, when when Larson's done, you gotta read the Hope like, Larson Batgirl. It's really good.
0: Hmm. No, yeah, that's cool. Uh. So no, still digging this this arc. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, think this is, I think I've said this about all of the arcs, but I think they keep improving themselves. Like I feel like the one-shots between the arcs have been really good, but I think the arcs themselves, each one's improved upon the last one, and I think Summer of Lies what? will end up being the best one so far once we're once we're done.
1: I, uh, I think you're a little biased.
0: How? How am I biased? This is nonsense. You,
1: you love Dick, and you love Babs. You know, so... Just, I just wanted to say you love
0: Dick, that's all. Of course you did. Of course you do. <laughs> uh, but I do love Dick. Let it be known. You do so that will take us on. This is actually a really funny transition because we're going into Nightwing the New Order number so, two, written by Kyle Higgins and art by Trevor McCarthy. So, this is, uh, of course, a very different type of dick. Yeah, this is this, Dick gone this wrong. This is an
1: old, rugged, haggard dick.
0: Oh, th- th- this is Dick who's mad at the world. Uh, so,
1: it's an angry dick. Uh,
0: so, th- th- the veins are popping out of this dick. <laughs>
1: From his forehead, it's just the robbing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, right, that's, that's, let's get away from no, this. Let's
1: get back a
0: point. Yeah, so, so we found out at the end of the last issue, the big, the big reveal at the end was that Dick and Starfire's son, which the, the outrage confirmed in this issue that Starfire's Starfire. the mother, uh, uh, he's got powers, and kind of what we thought was going to go down is Dick's going to have trouble have trouble dealing with this, and what, what, what happens when... All he's the leader of the people who are meant to be like fighting against this and like containing yep. these people, and he's told right away uh, that no, that this this is Mr. terrific as well, which I thought was a nice little touch that was the, the doctor. That
1: was he was the doctor, yeah, because he's he's human, like he's the third smartest yeah. man, so of course he'd have been left alone.
0: But he's telling him right away, no, the uh, meds to subdue the powers don't work. He's going to have to be contained and put into the stasis. And Dick's like, no, no, he needs to have a life, damn it! Like and it's that's that's you know old old school story mechanic where you have the person who's adamant at this but once it happens to his son his yeah. tune changes and he realises what he's been doing to other people you feel like that's where this is going to go uh, this is a bad week for Alfred though in comics
1: I was going to say I had to restrain myself during the first one because I knew we were talking about this towards the end oh, of course yeah. yeah obviously
0: we don't want to spoil different books in case people are like, yeah. skipping certain ones yeah. And
1: you know. I don't like that I had to watch Alfred die twice Yeah, I really Al- don't Alfred die twice this week
0: uh, and this one's even harder because it's not I mean it is a, yeah. it's an else world but it's like this is like Alfred who's still trying like he has that sweet moment with the kid where he's like don't worry yep. me and your father like care about you a lot even if we have our differences yep. you know it's this really sweet moment and then all the, the evil bat army show up to like take in the kid yep. and Dick's trying to talk them down This this do this like calmly and properly he's trying to be diplomatic about it and Alfred's got a got a, a baseball bat and he's like no you stay yep. away from the kid you're yeah, assholes. touching the kid
1: you gotta go through me first
0: and yeah. he gets shot and Alfred dies uh, yeah and he, so go
1: ahead
0: I was going to say because the kid almost like, starts like his powers his, his starfire powers he's start shot. to flare up yeah. and I was like oh yeah take them all out kill every single last one of them the bastards uh, but of course one of them uh, you know tranks him before he gets a chance but
2: yeah.
0: uh, I almost I wanted him to that's how angry I was that Alfred was dead yeah. like come on now yep. and I saw it coming he's he's as just... well I saw I saw it coming like a mile away it oh, was so obvious oh, where yeah, we were going oh yeah of
1: course but, uh, It's still it's the same problem I had with the first issue of this, is for, for Nightwing to become a fascist just that quick, and we get a little bit, they peer into what had happened, just like the escalation of superpowers with the supervillains versus the heroes.
0: Yeah, everyone was getting powers, it was causing chaos yeah. and destruction, and uh, I, I do like... Made- I like how he says, like, the narration from the kid at the start, he's talking about how the world doesn't usually change overnight, it starts slowly, you don't even notice it's happening, and one day you've got all these powers, and I like at the end of the issue it kind of like sets that point home by saying that sometimes it does happen overnight though, but when it happens overnight, it's usually really violent. Yep. Uh, I, yeah. I like that thematic touch. Again, it comes back to the first issue, I think this is really well written, I'm really enjoying what the story is, I just don't buy that Dick Grayson would ever have
1: done this. I, that's what I was getting to. Just, you know, and and there's been a little bit of spoilers from, you know, characters that show up on the covers, and I'm not going to do that for for other people. But, you know, there's more to the story, and I just, I don't know. This dude had more best friends than anything. And just for him to turn on all of them because power is bad, I need a bigger... Inciting incident.
0: I, I think we're going to get more of that because we got more. Again, we got you know at the start of this, we got a lot of more of the context. I feel like we're going to keep getting more context at the start of every yeah. issue, uh, and maybe that'll fill out that.
1: I hope so, but because I I'd like to hear. It seems like the, you know, there's an old saying: "The road to hell is paved with good intentions," mm. and I feel like he got, you know, caught up in that. Like he did want to make the world a better place, but you know, he had to do it by selling out all his friends. So I like that that's kind of the theme to it, but again, through two issues, and this is what, six? Uh, like, yeah,
0: six issue many, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm still going to follow it. I was a little bit more outside of the Alfred you know, thing. I was a little more let down from this one than the first issue.
0: Like I say, the fact that it's so well-written and I'm really intrigued by the story itself, uh, I do want to keep reading it. Uh, so yeah. I, I think, you know, I assume we don't get too many books in week four uh, yeah. uh, going forward, I think we will keep covering it. I just, um, yeah, it's just that, that core problem of just not believing it, Dick would ever I have done this. Is, yeah, and you know, I didn't right.
1: like the paint-by-numbers aspect of, you know, well, it's my kid, now I'm changing my mind, and maybe, maybe I did the wrong thing. I just, after after what it had set up, it, like, I almost would have been, like, him struggling, actually, to put him into stasis. Like, that would have been an interesting, like, you know, but I don't know. I'm, I'm really conflicted about this book.
0: Yeah. That's the problem. See if it was just bad. We could just write it off, and it would be okay. But the fact that it's so well written yeah. by Higgins, yeah. it's like, oh, no. Well, and, and
1: I tend to like a lot more of Higgins stuff. Like, even his his creator-owned over at Image, uh, Matt, not Matt's, oh, man, it was The League. It was based off of his short film that he had mm. made in college. You know, I liked what I had read from it, but, you know, I, again, I was conflicted. So I, I tend to like Kirk stuff more than I dislike it. Um, but, yeah. I, I, I hope through three issues, though, we'll get a little bit more. Like, I, I got the vibe in the first issue that Starfire was still kind of around because they talked about the kid's mom.
0: Yeah, they say she's, he's not spoken to her in a long time, but that implies she's yeah. out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering if she's going to show up and they have a, some sort of reconciliation, like, like maybe she took the power, you know, dimming stuff that that light was supposed to take. No, I think it men- I mentioned
0: it mentioned in this one that she lost the powers uh, at the incident when you know. When, oh, okay. When Dex so set go. off the the power bomb or whatever it was. Yeah, that's right.
1: So, huh. so I don't there know, but we we'll, we'll see. This interesting stuff. Well, I've uh, got my Raven theory with the demonic powers. Cause that would have been cool. But hey, mm. it makes more sense that it was
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, so that is, I will check back in that uh, next, next month. Uh, so that brings us to our last book, which is another mini. This time it's a concluding issue of a mini. Issue six yeah. of Batman The Shadow, uh, written by Steve Orlando and Scott Snyder, art by Riley Rosmo. Um, I think this will be a fairly quick cover because I think I've liked a lot of this mini, but I do think mm. this issue and the last issue were just kind of, oh, this is the conclusion we're obviously going to get, and it was just kind of, okay, let's just do yep. it. Uh, whereas issue one and issue three and four, I thought we doing so many inventive things t- to smash yeah. them together. Whereas this, this issue was fine; like I didn't, you know, it was, oh, I was still enjoyed it well enough. A it-
1: yeah, a lot less of the shadow mythos here, and much more Batman. Yeah, which I feel as we went, we got away from the shadow, and it was more Batman. Which hey, it's a DC comic; I, I get that. But I was much way more into how you would combine the shadow stuff with the Batman. So, and like the whole Joker and the Stag. I loved all that stuff. Yeah, that, here, that
0: was that was great, yeah.
1: Yeah, here though, it kind of, not that it let down, but it was just like, oh yeah, of course that's how this is going to end.
0: Yeah, it was just, it was kind of the, the obvious ending we were going to go to. Uh, it yeah. just makes a lot of sense. Um, I, yeah, because a lot of the issue is Shadows fighting Stag and Joker, uh, Will Shambhala Shambala is, uh, yeah. is, is burning or whatever. It, and- it
1: got a lot, um, oh, what, what's the guy? Lovecraft. Shambhala Mm. got super Lovecraftian and I was not expecting
0: that. Yeah, It makes
1: sense, but whoa.
0: Batman's in a higher plane of existence with uh, another, because there's like other tiers of Shambhala where it's in a different, like, you know, plane of existence. And Batman's there talking to them and they're like, oh, we can make you the shadow or you can leave because normally like evil people come here and then they get the choice of redeeming themselves by becoming the shadow or just dying. But you're not evil. So uh, yeah, and we get a little yeah. bit of uh, the stag's backstory. He was like, you know, his brother was killed, and he he vowed vengeance. He and... swore
1: vengeance, and I like that because there were these two bad guys trying to get to Shavala because they'd heard like, if you're you're wicked and you reach to this, you can do whatever you want. But it killed one of the brothers, and so he swore revenge, and that's why he's been trying to kill anything and associated. He wanted to get there to reclaim that powers. That was super cool. I like that. Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, you know Batman obviously says no I, I'm not going to be this because I, I like Batman's sort of whole argument here though his big point when he made made to the, you know, the, the gods of Shambhala is he's like no no I don't want to be immortal Batman is immortal but there has to be a different face there has to be a different person the yeah. whole point is that it's, I started this and that it, people can continue it themselves you know whether that's you know Tim, Damien, whatever—like yeah. it, it can be passed on. Like that's a big important part. He doesn't want to be immortal. He still wants to be one of them, one of the people he's fighting for. um yeah. And yeah, it's just you know they they win the fight. Uh, shambhala is taken away from this plane of existence. It's just gone forever. Which means the shadow's now stuck as being the shadow. He will never be able to take that away. He's now immortally going to be that. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's you know that, that's kind of the the ending. And uh, it is set up that. Uh, Batman and the Shadow still have stuff to learn from each other, which, you know, conveniently, there's another miniseries coming called The Shadow yeah. Batman, with the, the, the names flipped, which is starting yep. next week.
1: From, from
0: Dynamite. Which, uh, yeah, I mean, we're not going to be covering that. I mean, I, I don't yep. think I'm ready for another, like, I'd, I'd be up for a sequel, I think, down the line, but not right away. I'm yeah, not... in,
2: like,
1: in like, six months to a year, we're like...
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's too soon, uh... But like obviously, I, I enjoyed this 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 mini uh, well enough. It was a good bit of fun, especially the earlier issues. I think the last couple uh, were just a bit yeah. more straightforward and kind of what I expected it to end like. Mm-hmm. So you know, whereas issue three and four and even the first issue were like, oh man, this is exciting. This is what they can do with this this mishmash of of properties. Definitely. Uh, but uh, there's a fine. super
1: cool image that represents that, where they're talking about you know the the Shambhala- you know higher beings are talking to batman how he can become the shadow and there's an image of batman as the shadow with the scarf Hmm. but also with his cape and his cowl wielding the the dual pistols and i was like i don't like batman using guns but that's pretty cool looking
0: actually my favorite page of this was the page where the shadow's like talking to Bruce about his past, and it's like a series of panels, and his scarf is going down the page, and it's it's yet the idea that every time his scarf goes past his face, it yep. changes to someone else, and it changes to Commissioner Gordon, it changes to Alfred at one point, it changes to like all these yeah. people from Batman's past, um, and it's just there's this really cool page because I really get that sense that as the scarf goes past, that's when his face is changing, so they did a really good job of emulating that uh, in the yeah. in the art, which was cool. Uh, and we've, you know, we've talked a lot of nice things about Rosmo's art, other than these Batman ears which are far too short, but other than that yeah. art's quite good so <laughs> just cool. uh, so it was a fine final issue, uh, it was uh, you know just straightforward uh, and maybe not as inventive as some of the previous ones but still, still good things to enjoy in there well, that wraps up all the books this week which means we get to our favourite picks of the week, uh, so we start as we do with panel of the week, Matt do you have one at the ready?
1: I don't, um, so why don't why don't you go and we'll see if it's if it's something that jostles something in me and I don't I don't go into self parody because I have one, but I was hoping like talking would would bring it out, so what's yours?
0: Why do Yoshima have
2: one
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This baby,
0: oh, fine. Um, I'll go first. Wait, fine. Since, since, since okay. you're struggling, I'll, I'll go first. Oh, it's going to be a bit. Well, of- I
1: figured yours would have been from a certain book that you really love. From a moment that you know, I, when I read, I was like, oh man, this is a Pete moment for sure. So,
0: I'm not actually sure which one you're referring to, to be honest. Oh <laughs> man, um, yeah, I mean, it's between a, a few different books. Are, are you talking about Batgirl? Are you? I
1: am, um, uh,
0: I am. You're thinking of the, the kiss. I, I, I get that. I'm, I'm tempted to go that route, I, but yeah. I, I don't know, there were so many good panels in Murder Machine and Suicide Squad had, you know, yeah. you know panel after panel, but alright, I'll be self-parody, we'll go with a kiss, yeah. Dick and Babs, forever, <laughs> I ship them, okay?
1: Since, <laughs> well, you don't have to ship them, that, that's a, you know, they've done that before, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, I, don't, I, I hate that I even said that. I don't, I don't ship yeah, anything. I hate should. shipping. Shipping's stupid. Bad
1: that, Pete. That,
0: that's it. Oh, well, it's not stupid. If you want to ship, you ship it. You ship to your heart's content. I just, I've never yeah. seen the appeal of shipping. Your,
1: yeah.
0: Ben, but, what's but your so title for the week?
1: So if you went to South Parody, then I'm going to go to South Parody. And it's going to be from Suicide Squad. The first time you get to see Sajic's Poison Ivy. Oh, cool. Of course. Yeah, she's got the big old. Uh, yeah venus flytrap looking things and yeah it's just i've seen that image he had posted that image you know by itself before um so it's cool that you know it's actually from a comic but yeah super cool looking the colors really pop so yeah cool uh
0: cover of the week then Mm, this is a tough one you you go first what's your cover of the week okay
1: So, so my cover of the week is going to be from Batgirl, as I like I like the the way that it's... The way that they're kissing? Well, that they're kissing, but it's all the chaos, like, from the Mad Hatter okay. around them. You know, and the, in, in the way that the purples match, because, you know, Dick's in his blue suit, because it's rebirth, and she's in the purple. Like, everything just gels really well. All
0: right, okay. Um... I'll, I'll go with Detective I think
1: yeah that's a good one too
0: Tim holding up his suit and yeah you got Oz and Batman in the background yeah I'll go with Detective
1: yeah.
0: uh, so best art of the week now I feel like this boils down to Suicide Squad and Murder Machine I feel like that's the fight mm-hmm. that's been had so so what, 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 who's winning the fight for you between those two
1: it, it, it's Cedric. Uh we talked about his expressions and his character designs uh, yep. and uh I, I was thumbing back through when we we're talking about panels and there's that image of of the the corrupted titans and or teen titans and um and the suicide squad like that's a cool looking image too like it's this issue is maybe go back and i think i'm gonna go read aquaman now oh i know <laughs> i know you've been big on it um it's all depending on my time. If I have time, I'm gonna start working them in there. You, you Maybe should, pick one up every time I go to the shop. You should. You should do that.
0: I mean, are you gonna catch yeah. up? Or are you just going to to uh, yeah, you're just gonna jump into twenty
1: five. Uh, twenty five.
0: Twenty five. Yeah, you're fine then. Money. Yeah, jump in. Yeah. Go for it.
1: Because because what are we at now? We're at thirty one.
0: No, because so. it's, it's not double shipping anymore. So it's only at 28,
1: 29. Oh yeah, then I can I can pick those up in the yeah. next couple of weeks. Easy peasy as, as I go. Cool, cool, cool. Uh. I think I'm
0: gonna go with Cedric as well I feel bad though because Batman Murder Machine really kind of yeah. impressed me because I wasn't expecting to like the art in that as much whereas Cedric no. I was expecting yeah. what I got but uh, yeah, I have to stick with Cedric though it was just uh, mm. and fun enough it was how he handled Harley specifically that I yeah. really liked this issue her, her expressions really got me inside her head and she wasn't just the, the, the comedy machine that she can be
1: yeah and and we need to give um, who's the writer on, on Suicide Squad
0: Rob Williams
1: Uh-oh. Rob Williams I feel like we we give him a lot of crap from some of the stuff we've read from him. I feel like, uh, he's kind of, I, feel like I don't give him
0: crap. He's just kind of in the middle, and he gets yeah. that kind of mundane kind of vibe.
1: Yeah, and and he did a lot of cool work here because you know he's the one that handed the scripts over to Sejic to bring to life. And his I actually like Tis Harley, and Harley a character that I have a complicated relationship with, much like Batman is. I I feel when she's not used right, it drives me nuts. But like. Mm here I really enjoyed and this is if this is the Harley that we're going to get I might you know give Suicide Squad a second chance you know I uh, don't hold me to that because I said uh, might,
0: honestly but. I feel like what what's happened here is more so that he's, he's, he's a fine workman writer and because this is yeah. he, I mean he's obviously been given the outline for this story because it's part of the crossover yeah. it's not like he just that came up with too. everything from scratch it shows that he has a good handle on the characters within the story but maybe yeah you know the story itself wasn't him that came up with it and that's maybe why it's, yeah. it's, it's you know it's worked out a lot better but uh mm-hmm. no so but no yeah but that was a solid issue I, I, I never feel like it dipped because it was the the Rob Williams issue the crossover never feel like that yeah. at all so no and I was
1: worried about that because my my big thing was oh, of course Suicide Squad falls on the Ivy issue
0: and if anything I uh, that's been, that? been my favorite of the three issues so far
2: wow
1: pretty good just, just, just because
0: yeah, i like the mr terrific reveal at the end i liked all the, the fun action stuff with harley and the bus and all that and uh croc had some good moments but yeah uh so anyway that's the best art of the week so that gives us our top five comics of the week that is what we're doing so matt you're going first because i'm hosting and i get to decide cool. so you're <laughs> fine
1: no that's fine uh so coming in i was like this was kind of a uh if not an iffy week but not as strong as i thought it was going to be but as we were talking it turns out no it's Pretty strong of a week. But uh, my number one is going to be Detective Comics uh, for all that talk that we did about, you know, Tim Drake and what that means. Uh, Number two is going to be Suicide Squad, which is super rare. Don't get used to that, people. But the art there is—it's really is the star. Three is going to be the Murder Machine uh, art story. Super dark. Wasn't expecting that. Four is Action Comics because a lot of the, you know, Superman stuff that went on. And number four is Wonder Woman. Five, you mean? And it sucks leaving Batgirl out, but you know, Murder Machine. I feel if Murder Machine wasn't there, Batgirl would have slid right, right there.
0: Yeah. Um, What am I going with? I think I'm going with Murder Machine at number one, actually.
1: Oh wow! Look at that.
0: I think, I, don't, I liked how dark it was. I let, like, I was really into that story. Uh, way more than I was expecting. It was a really good one and done of like, sort of, you know, delving into, you know, what happens when this awful thing <laughs> happens to Alfred. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I was into it. I was. I was into the whole evil AI side of it. So uh, then I'm going go with Murder Machine. Of course number one you were,
1: because you are evil AI. For the
0: emotional gut punch that it was. Um, then I'll go with Detective at number two. I'll go with. Suicide Squad at number three, Batgirl at number four, Wonder Woman at number five.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's where, that's where I'm lining up. Uh, leaving out of the, the regular books, leaving Flash in action just under the under the line. But that's okay. Yeah. Uh That's the whole point of the top five is you have to make the tough choice and get yep. your get your five there done. Uh, so that's our favourite books of the week. For Connor, of course, uh, very last minute, he called away. So even though he read all of his books, he's not sent me his top five or anything. Uh, but I'll make sure to find out at uh, a later time and so just to see if we've got any unanimous pick. Well, we, we can't Could we pick different books, but whatever. You know what I mean? For record-keeping yeah. purposes... Um, but yeah, so that's this week's books. Oh man, you, you have no idea how hungry I am. I am dying for for food. No, right I'm now.
1: I'm trying to help you get through this, man. Yeah, I, I know, I know.
0: It's just, it's just we just got next week's books. Let's let's. that's, let's, that's it. Yeah, home. I just need to tell you what's coming next week. Uh, what is coming next week? We have yeah. the third one shot. We have Batman: The Dawnbreaker number one coming. Yeah. That is the that is the Green Lantern one. Correct me, yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so man, we got that coming.
1: Ready.
0: We have the final part of Gotham Resistance and Green Arrow. Uh, which I did not read in the number, but it'll be issue mm-hmm. 32. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we have. Oh,
1: Sam Humphries is writing the Dawnbreaker, and uh, Jason Falbick. No, did the. Art. The interiors is Van Skyver, so that should be. Okay, cool. really cool. Yeah. Uh,
0: we have the final part of the War of Jokes and Riddles in Batman number 32. <laughs> we have Deathstroke number 24. We have Green Lanterns number 32, which. Is that the first silly issue? No, I think that's the last Humphreys. Oh, it's the last Humphreys, yeah, because he's got an epilogue issue. You're right. You're right. So we got that. We have Nightwing number thirty. We have Superman number thirty-two, and lastly, uh, we have the first issue of a mini that should be very interesting. We have Batman White Knight number one, which is the Murphy Evil Batman uh, story. So Joker Batman story. Yeah, Joker, yeah, it's Joker's the good guy in this story, so yeah. that should if if nothing else, the art alone should be uh, a sight to behold. But uh, we'll see how that works out. Uh, when We and see that also
1: coming out because I can't help myself. We have oh Harley God. and Ivy meet Betty and Veronica. Number one, I don't think we'll be covering it on the show, but
0: well, I mean, it's a quiet it's, week next week, Matt. So if if you if you read it before the show, you want to talk
1: about it, yeah. you can. It's written by in. Paul Dini, so the covers look fantastic and I think the interiors are done by uh, the Harley Quinn team uh, no it's not it's uh, Laura Braga covered by Amanda Connor so that's why I thought it was the yeah uh,
0: so also out next week we're not covering them because we, we've all stopped reading these but Cyborg 17, Harley Quinn 29, Justice League 30 and Bane Conquest number 4 are also out
1: <laughs> also because I can't control myself I've gone back and read the Justice League issues uh, what? God damn it. I don't. I, it's so bad. I can't help it. What's wrong?
0: I mean, don't get me wrong. In a couple of months' time, we'll all be reading Justice League because Priest is going to be writing it, but.
1: Yeah, but this whole stuff with the kids of tomorrow You are just... a madman. I feel like Matt more
0: anyone else constantly complains that he needs to cut down his books, and then out of nowhere, randomly, he'll be like, oh, I went back and read all these issues of that book, and I went back and read all those issues of that book you're the yeah, worst yeah. you're actually the worst I am for it. the
1: worst but see what happens is that I, I don't have to read them before an X amount of time so I have some time in between we oh, sure, sure. record in the next ones I gotta stop reading Justice League like,
0: you, you just, do have to I I can't it's so bad yeah, you, so you, yeah you have to stop badly so, and that's all the picks that are coming next week so it's a lighter week but because we have these like one shots and crossover issues coming we actually and we have that new mini so we have some big stuff to talk about and more jokes and riddles finale so big stuff big stuff coming in week one uh, and of course, Connor will be doing his makeup Red Hood issue next week that he should have done for this month, uh, and then he'll have a second one to do for next month at some point. Next month's yeah, uh, one of the next month's episodes. You're know, like, I'm so hungry. I'm I'm failing to talk. So let's let's get to the the wrap up. Yep, of let's this. get done. That this has been episode seventy one of Comics from the Multiverse. Thank you so much for sticking along, uh, watching or listening. Uh, Do us a favour, let us know what you think of the books in the comments below on YouTube. Get us on Twitter at DC Comics Podcast. You can, mm-hmm. of course, uh, get us on iTunes and I think Stitcher has us and all your podcast apps of choice. You can give us ratings on those, five stars, like the episodes and whatever you do on all those various things. All of it helps. If you want to support us even more, of course, you can go over to patreon.com slash and you can uh, support us there uh, with a little bit of money uh, You for the $5 tier. You can do it $1, of course, but you, you, there's not a lot of comic stuff in that tier. But for $5 you get access to the monthly bonus episode that me and Connor do. We did Alex Ross's uh, Justice this past month. Uh, this coming month for October, uh, we're going to do the Long Halloween, the, the famous Batman story, you know, since it's October. Mm-hmm. So you get, you get a bonus episode once a month. Uh, you also get to vote on Week 5 uh, episodes, because in Week 5's we do a little trade or something like that as well. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, November... I November has one, so the voting for that will be up before the end of October, so that's not too far away, the next one. Uh, but that's the comic-specific things you get, um, as well as the odd bonus thing, like we, we do black magic and stuff, which, by the way, has a new issue that we've not done yet, so we'll be getting to that in the near future. Uh, but that is, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. We always love hearing from you. Yep. Matt's mic is going right as we end the show. Nice timing for it. So thank you once again. Uh, we'll see you next time, and always remember, never get lost. And the Speed Force.
1: Connor can't exist.